0: Here today, gone tomorrow is a very realistic concept when it comes to life. No one knows if this is the last time you will say goodbye or express your love for someone close to you. Adam Kuntz tells us his why when it comes to the work of advanced care planning. Listen in as Adam shares two vastly different stories of sudden death and careful, compassionate planning when faced with end-of-life situations in his family. Now, Adam, I have known you for a long time, but, you know, I got wind of an amazing story related to this topic, and I did not know this of you, but I would really be grateful if you were willing to share, um, you know, your family's story and how that intertwines with the very work that you do um, for Novant Health.
1: Absolutely, Brandy, I'm happy to share uh, the, a, a story that, that really is a key part of my why. It, it, it's why I do this work, um, and it's why I, I think it's so important uh, for our patients, our community members, and even our team members uh, to think about advanced care planning and consider uh, taking part in these conversations and getting documents for themselves. Uh, and that story really starts all the way back when I was 16 on a, on a sunny Sunday afternoon um, when our phone rang Um, and it was one of my family members uh, who asked to talk to my mom and I handed off the phone and um, within seconds could tell something significant had happened. Uh, And I I remember I can still picture, you know, in my head, my mom on the phone and me sitting in the next room um, and the emotion hitting me even when I didn't know what she was hearing over the phone. And, um, as, as the day played out, you know, what I would discover is that we, my grandfather and my uncle died in a private plane crash that day. And having lost those two members of our family over the following days, um, our family got together and, um, went through the various things that often follow a death of a family member with visitation and funerals and uh, family time together, and over the days, weeks, and months that followed, uh, even at age sixteen, I-, I remember kind of looking around and thinking, "Gosh, I think we could do this better." Uh, that and it's not—that's not to say that my family was doing things wrong or, or different from anyone else. Um, I would actually say. Uh, My family was uh, quite healthy and responding in in many ways in the best way they could. And I could appreciate that in some ways as a society in the United States, the way we respond to death um, warrants a degree of support and a lot of people could need help to, to navigate that journey. And so it took me a couple of years um, to really kind of work through some of that in various ways, the, the, the grief and the loss and what I thought, and, and then just happened to coincide timeline-wise with starting college. And so I spent a lot of my time in college, uh, Brandy, exploring grief and loss and death from lots of different lenses. So I took philosophy courses about it, sociology courses about it, and religious studies courses about it, and how it's, how it's handled all around the world. And spent a lot of time thinking about grief and loss and death and end of life. Well, I'll fast forward that story, you know, a little later, when I was 29, uh, my mom's mom had been living with with a, a fibrous lung disease, you know, condition, for quite some time, and it had progressively uh, gotten worse. Um, and and my recollection of it, at least, was that um, kind of gradually over time the number of days that she spent at a doctor's office or in a hospital uh, started to outnumber the days that she spent at home doing some of those things that brought her life value that we were talking about uh, previously. And she lived two hours from me, and so we didn't see each other probably quite as much as I wish we did, but we did occasionally connect over the phone to just touch base. And I remember very vividly, Brandy, uh, one of those phone calls. And I don't remember really what we were talking about uh, at the time or what came up. But I remember um, to this day, my grandmother saying, Adam, I'm just tired. And to be honest with you, Brandy, at at, at that point in my life, I don't think I appreciated uh, what that meant. And I don't remember how I responded (laughs) um, or even really what came next in that conversation. Um, But I developed a further appreciation for what she said uh, a few months later when the time had come that I joined other members of my family at the hospital around her bed where her condition had progressed even further. And because of her recognition over that time, she had been able to spend a lot of time with my mom and with other members of the family talking about what meant what mattered most to her, what her values were and what, what her, her life memories were and, and, and singing together and, um, and even planning her funeral and spent a lot of time focused on that and even up to making some very intentional decisions to, to stop some of the treatment she was getting um, that were perhaps causing at that point more suffering than benefit. And so shortly after that, my my grandmother died um, peacefully, uh, having been surrounded by the people that loved her most. Uh, And, you know, her ability to to face her condition and talk about her disease and what mattered to her uh, helped all of us uh, work through that process and celebrate her and love her uh, and move forward. And so from those two personal losses that I had at different stages in my life and in the work that I'm doing now, I've certainly come to appreciate that some of us um, will probably experience the end of our life, our our death, um, suddenly and unexpectedly, like my grandfather did. And for those uh, individuals, I hope that our team, our, our healthcare system, is providing, connecting them with the resources to work through that grief process. And as we advance modern medicine uh, more and more, an increasing number of people are going to experience at least part of their um, late life journey and, and, and approaching their death, connected to the us in the healthcare system, coming to doctor's offices or being in the hospital. And for those people, um, it's important for us to help them navigate these conversations, uh, identify what matters most to them, um, and consider all the options that are available to them to receive the health care that's right for them as a person or an individual. So each person's journey has some unique aspects, and we want to appreciate those aspects and really circles back to what I mentioned previously about defining choices and champions that it's really about knowing our patients' wishes and then honoring those patients' wishes in the care that we offer.
0: Thank you, Adam, for sharing that. Uh, I think it really puts into perspective, um, you know, individually, how adept and compassionate and skilled you are in helping our patients navigate this really important you know, planning process for the care that they're going to receive. And I'm, I'm really grateful that you were willing to share that story. So, you know, everyone can understand just how important it is to have these conversations, whether it's a small conversation, a start to the conversation, or, you know, if you're comfortable enough to really spend some time and lay out what your wishes are, um, you know, every little bit matters um, when it comes to your health and the care that you're going to be provided. So thank you, Adam. I, I sincerely appreciate that.
1: Oh, a- absolutely, Brandy. And um, I appreciate the, the comments and that there, there are a number of other people on our team, you know, that have helped this work and tremendous people to help navigate uh, these conversations. And um, certainly if, if individuals want more help or support or to talk to somebody about how their situation fits us, I would encourage them to call us on our Choices and Champions call line uh, at 1-844-677-5134. And myself or one of the other members of our team uh, would be happy to personally walk them through this process and ensure they have what they need to make sure their wishes are known and honored as well.
0: That's great. And just to clarify, um, our Novant Health teams would be able to support anyone um, that needs some help navigating in North and South Carolina. Correct, Adam?
1: Absolutely. Okay. Uh, and, and, and can connect to resources a lot of times, even in other places. So we, we routinely get calls from people who say, well, I'm here and I saw your pamphlet, but my mother lives in Philadelphia. And we can help kind of start that process, maybe not complete the process if they're from states outside of that, but for North Carolina, South Carolina, or Virginia, we have a lot of the tools and resources readily available to help uh, plan this process and and get everything in place for our patients and community.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you, Adam. I hope this has been um, an opportunity uh, for our Listeners to really think through how they want to get their affairs in order, as my grandmother would say, you know, related to their healthcare experience and healthcare journey, honestly, through many different stages of life. So, Adam Koontz thank you very, very much. We appreciate your perspective and all the great information you shared with us today.
1: Absolutely, Brandy. Thanks for having thank me. Thank you.
0: This week in January of 2020, I happened to see on social media that Dwayne Johnson, or better known as The Rock, lost his father a few days ago. He recorded a message for his fans and many others that had been leaving encouragement and support during his time of grief. The message resonated with me as I had just recorded this episode with Adam the day before. Johnson stated over and over again how he wished he had more time how he just couldn't make it to be by his father's side before he suffered a massive stroke as a result of a deep vein thrombosis or a blood clot that had traveled to his father's lungs. The simple truth is that we all wish for more time and more preparation. While we don't have control of the time, we do have control over the preparation with advanced care planning. I want to thank Adam Kuntz for his contributions to this important series, and thank you for listening to Patients as Partners and all of the other Novant Health podcasts. I hope you'll remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, or really anywhere you choose to listen. Until next time, I'm Brandy Edwards.